is coming up now on Established in the Faith. There are some churches today you couldn't get saved in that church if you wanted to. Without the preaching of the cross, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and the teaching of how to apply that to the sin in your life, people can't get saved. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the Gospel according to St. Luke, reading the same passage we read last week, Luke chapter 11, move down if you will to verse 33, Luke chapter 11 verse 33, no man when he hath lighted a candle, putteth it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick, that they which come in may see the light. The light of the body is the eye, therefore when thine eye is single, thy whole body also is full of light. But when thine eye is evil, thy body also is full of darkness. Take heed therefore that the light which is in thee be not darkness. If thy whole body therefore be full of light, Having no part dark, the whole shall be full of light, as when the bright shining of a candle doth give thee light. And I want to continue with the message we started last week. Let there be light. These are the first words of God that we have in the Bible. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 3. God spoke these words during a time of chaos and darkness that was in the world at that time, which some Bible scholars believe was a result of Lucifer leading a rebellion against God. And the earth became without Form and void and darkness, as you can see there in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 2. All of that chaos that we see there was because of Lucifer trying to overthrow the government of God. And the end result of that was darkness. And we see Lucifer who became Satan, the devil, that old serpent. We see him in the garden that God created, tempting Adam and Eve. Of course, we all know the story how Adam and Eve partook of a fruit that God had forbidden them to eat. And as a result of that, 
we have the fall. Every single human being that is born today have that seed of the sin nature dwelling on the inside of us. A sin nature that darkens the soul of man. The soul of man is so big that only God can fill it up. And man today lives in darkness. He's void of God. But God did not leave the situation as such. God had a plan. He had a plan before the very dawn of time. And that was for His Son, Jesus Christ, to be born as a man, to die for the sins of mankind. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the light of the gospel. The light of the gospel of Jesus Christ is the only thing that can dispel the darkness. Just like in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 3, when the Spirit of God moved in the midst of that chaos, God can still move in the midst of a soul that's in chaos today. How many, under the sound of my voice today, your life is in chaos because of sin? Everything is in an uproar. Your life is ruined and wasted because of sin. Let me tell you something today. Just as God took this world that was in chaos in the very beginning... And he moved upon that situation and created a beautiful world out of it. God can move in your situation today if you'll let him. And he can make something beautiful out of you. He can make something beautiful out of your life. If you'll just have faith in him and trust him, he can do it. That's the light I'm talking about. Let there be light. Jesus said that we are the light of the world. Matthew 5 and verse 14. You, every one of you in this sanctuary, every one of you out in the parking lot, every one of you listening by radio today, if you're saved, you are the light that God wants to use to reach others. If that light does not shine, ladies and gentlemen, people will die and they will die lost. Jesus said, Matthew 5, verse 16, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Right now, as I stand before you today, there's over 7.5 billion people on planet Earth. You think of that. That's a lot of people. Two billion of that 7.5 billion. Two billion of those claim some form of Christianity. 1.5 billion of that are Catholics. So few people 
are saved in the world. And I want you to think about this this morning. Every minute, 180 people die. You think of that. 180 people will die every minute, 60 seconds that go by like clockwork. Which means that 10,800 people will step into eternity and meet God by the end of this church service today. And so many of them will die lost without God, condemned to an eternal hell with real flames, and they will burn there forever and forever. The church is not keeping up with the demand. So what can we do? What can we do to keep that light burning? First of all, Jesus said, Luke chapter 11, verse 33, He said, when you light a candle. He said, when you light a candle. If there's going to be light, you have to flip on the switch. Back then, they didn't know what switches and electricity was. They had candles that, would, that they would light with fire. And in order to light a candle, you got to have fire. Oh, good grace and mercy, y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying today. I said in order for there to be light, there has to be fire. Is there anybody out here in this parking lot hearing me today? I said in order for there to be light, there has to be fire. And it has to be fire that comes from the brazen altar, the altar of sacrifice, which is the cross of Jesus Christ. Oh, there's a lot of fire in churches today, but ladies and gentlemen, it is a strange fire. What do you mean by that? Strange fire. You can read about it in Leviticus chapter 10, where Nadab and Abihu... They were the sons of Aaron. They went into the holy place one night. And they took fire from some other ignition other than the altar of sacrifice. And offered it up to God with the incense, which was a special mixture of ingredients that God gave to Moses, which was to be used exclusively in his service. And they offered up strange fire before the Lord, and God smote them dead on the spot because of that strange fire. The fire was to come from the brazen altar, the altar of sacrifice. But instead, it came from some other ignition and God struck them down. And there's a lot of activity and things that are going on in churches today. But it's not the cross. It's something else. Somebody sent me a video this week of a church service. And the church is not too far from here. The video was taken within the four walls of the church. And ladies and gentlemen, it was so dark in that church, you couldn't see who was there and who won't. They had painted the walls and the ceiling black. And they had 
blue lights and all these crazy lights shining down on the stage. It wasn't an altar. It's a stage. And whenever you have a stage, you've got entertainment going on. But what does the Bible say about that? The Bible says in the last days, there'll be lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. And we don't have an altar in the church anymore. We've got a stage to entertain people. And I watched that video for just a few minutes. I couldn't stand to watch the rest of it. About five, ten minutes of it, the preacher was, I guess you would call it preaching or talking. But they had rap music playing in the background while he was talking and doing his thing. But for ten minutes that I sit there and watch this thing, there was no mention of the cross. No mention of the Holy Spirit. No scripture was read or even alluded to in any of that. For the short amount of time that I watched it, but yet the people were all excited and they were getting all into it. What are you talking about, Brother James? I'm talking about strange fire. Fire that does not come from the cross of Christ. There are some churches today, you couldn't get saved in that church if you wanted to. How can you say that, Brother James? Without the preaching of the cross, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, and the teaching of how to apply that to the sin in your life, people can't get saved. And preachers will not deal with sin in the church because it offends people. And it will affect their pocketbook. Well, I don't care whether it affects my pocketbook or not. I care what this book says and what God says, and we're going to deal with sin. And the answer to the sin problem, which is the cross of Christ. That's it. That's the light that I'm talking about. That's the light. We've got churches on every corner today. All across this nation today, there are people coming together and they're meeting. And I wonder how much true gospel will be preached to the people today. How much? If the true gospel of Jesus Christ was being preached in every church across this nation, we wouldn't have the rights and the, and, and the anarchy and overthrowing the government and all this filth that we've got going on in our country today. We wouldn't be there. But the preachers are not preaching the gospel. And the people don't want to hear a preacher preach the cross of Jesus Christ. They want to hear somebody tell them how to get rich and how pretty they are. Well, y'all look mighty pretty in here today. And I'm going to make you feel welcome. But at the same time, when it comes time to preach this book, you may feel uncomfortable. And if you don't feel uncomfortable, friend, I'm not doing my job. Get on fire for God, church. I said, get on fire for God, church. 
Are you hearing me out here in this parking lot today? I said it's time for the church to get on fire for God with the basis of the cross as its foundation. Because it's only through that that the Holy Spirit of God will move and work. And then Jesus said, when you light the candle, he said, don't put it in a secret place. Don't put it in a secret place. Romans 10, verse 9. When you get saved, you've got to tell others about it. You can't be secretive about your salvation. You've got to tell others. Romans 10, verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus... You've got to open your mouth and tell others about the Lord Jesus Christ. And shall believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made to salvation. You have got to open your mouth and let other people know where you stand. I had somebody to ask me this week, Brother James, where do you stand when it comes to homosexuals? I said, I love them. And I thought they were going to fall out on the floor when I said that. But I do. I love the homosexuals. I love the lesbians. I love the drug addict. The alcoholic. I love the white man. I love the black man. I love the Hispanic. I love the Japanese, the Chinese. I love everybody. But I love them enough to tell them the truth. Are you, are you hearing me today? I love them enough to tell them the truth. And what is, what is the truth? The Bible says without holiness no man shall see God. And the only way you can have holiness in your account is by accepting what Jesus Christ did for you at Calvary's cross. That's it. There is no other way. People's got to know where you stand, ladies and gentlemen. Romans 10 verse 11, the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed. I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not ashamed of Jesus Christ. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. That's what Paul said. Romans 1 verse 16. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also to the Greek. You can't be ashamed of it, ladies and gentlemen. Matter of fact, Jesus said this, Matthew 10, verse 32. Whosoever therefore shall confess me before men, him will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me before men, him will I also deny before my Father which is in heaven. You've got to open your mouth and let others know. That you are a Christian. They've got to know. 
Jesus went on to say, Luke 11, verse 33, He said, when you light a candle, don't put it under a bushel. Don't hide it. Ties right in with the previous statement that Jesus said about being secretive about the light. We're living in an age now where everybody's coming out of the closet. There's some Christians that need to go in the prayer closet we got some Christians that need to go in the prayer closet, and we've got other Christians that need to come out of the closet and tell others where you stand and stop being a secretive 007 Christian. Stand up for something, which is going to require some boldness. It's going to require you being yielded to the moving of the Holy Ghost and asking God to fill you with His Spirit and being yielded to the moving of the Spirit of God. Do what the Holy Ghost tells you to do. Stop hiding it under a bushel. He said, Luke 11, verse 33 again, He said, when you light that candle, He said, put it up on a candlestick. The Christian must exalt the name of Jesus no matter what situation or circumstances you may find yourself in. What do you mean by that, Brother James? I mean, everybody right now is going through the coronavirus situation. Some, some people have had it. Some people have lost some loved ones because of it. And all of us are having to deal with it. But for the Christian... God is still on the throne. Jesus Christ is stronger than any virus. And we must exalt and praise God in any situation. You've got to exalt Him, lift Him up. Jesus said in John 12, 32, If I be lifted up from the earth, Jesus was talking about the cross again. He said, I will draw all men unto me. All men. And Jesus does the drawing, and he leaves no one out. It doesn't matter what your ethnic background is or what your nationality is. He will draw all men because he loves you. He loves you enough to die for you. He'll do the drawing, but only when he is lifted up. Not a denomination, not a political party, but Jesus Christ and him crucified. He said, verse 33 again, Light that candle, put it up on a candlestick, that they which come in may see the light. Many things are being preached, taught, and practiced in the church today to bring people into the church. But how much gospel is being preached? How much true anointed gospel of Christ and Him crucified is being preached to bring people into the family of God? That's where it's at. And yes, I want people to come here to the church. But putting Krispy Kreme donuts out here in the vestibule is not going to do it. Well, some of you might. If they had Krispy Kremes in the vestibule, I'd be preaching in the vestibule this morning. (laughs) 
God has a way. And that way is the cross. And he said, when that light is lifted up, he said, they're going to come in. There's no question about it. When the light is turned on, when that light is in its proper place, it will draw all men unto him, and they're coming. Oh, good grace and mercy, y'all didn't get that. (laughs) I said they're coming. They're coming. I've been preaching it for years, but they're coming. They're coming from up the road. They're coming from down the road. They're coming through radio. They're coming through the internet. They're coming to Christ today because the gospel of Jesus Christ is being preached. And I don't care who the preacher is or where the church is. I don't care if you're in the backwoods somewhere like friendship is. If that preacher will preach the gospel of Jesus Christ under the anointing of the Holy Ghost, God will bring the people there that he wants there. He'll do it. He said, they're coming in. That clock's gone crazy. <laughs> we made it up to verse 34. I've run out of time. But it seems like here, in verse 34, the Lord changes the subject a little bit. He starts talking about the eye being the light of the body. and You're like, Brother James, what in the world does that mean? Come on back next Sunday and I'll tell you. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4200. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252-299-4234. This program is an outreach ministry of friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com, click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And now we're having worship service inside the church every Sunday morning at 930. As well, we're also having Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are being broadcast to the parking lot for those who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. 
On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.